0: Hi everyone, I hope you're all well. So as I'm sure you'll all agree, everyone needs a little bit of advice from time to time. Whether it's life advice, diet advice, relationship advice, none of us are all knowing and all of us will occasionally turn to a third party for some much appreciated guidance. Now that third party could be a close relative, a trusted friend, or even an online advice column. Now there are likely countless online advice columns floating around out there. Goodness knows I've read a one or two in my weaker moments. However, there is one online advice column that I cherish above all others, not because of the good advice it gives, although to be fair there are a few pearls of wisdom to be found if you sift through, but because the content is a little more interesting than your stock standard online advice offerings. In fact, I think you'd be hard pressed to find a more interesting one than the Dear Prudence advice column at Slate magazine. Slate is a super duper woke website, very anti Republican, anti conservative, really anti anything that's not of the far left. This means the Dear Prudence advice column is often packed with wokies asking for advice from the very, very woke Ms. Prudence. Which, needless to say, ends up creating some absolutely hilarious YouTube content for me. Yippee! Some of which I'm going to share with you right now. Today, we have two fabulously unfabulous offerings from our dear Prudence entitled Help! My friends think I'm a social justice sellout and Help! I'm marooned in a conservative hellhole and desperate for progressive friends. Both absolute crackers, both absolutely eye popping. So, let's begin, shall we? dear prudence in the past every activist or action group i've been a part of has either fallen apart due to infighting or had people all be on exactly the same page about everything usually the former typical wokies to continue recently i've been part of creating a practical support network that provides free transportation for people traveling for healthcare. we are helping a lot of people there have been a few instances where people in the group have clashed over what our policies should be in different situations due to some ideological personal differences in the group. We are a hearty mix of old school Dems, progressive liberals, socialists and anarchists. What has been amazing is that we have actually managed to work through these issues. I've never seen this happen before and I think it's because everyone in the group is very committed to the work. The problem is that some of my friends, not in the group, almost looked down on me slash the group because of this. That's unusual and ominous. I confided in a friend that people in the group were having a heated but civil conversation about gender-neutral language and reproductive rights, and she responded, LOL, F-TURFS, burn it down. I genuinely don't know how to respond in these situations. Whoa! whoa 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 that sure escalated quickly i feel immensely proud that we are able to help people and that any differences we we have we are able to find a workable compromise on but i feel like if i point that out i'm defending the views of someone i don't necessarily agree with is there a good response should i just avoid getting into these conversations in the first place okay so this is a valuable insight into the push for ideological conformity that is so prevalent on the left Here is a person who not only seems to genuinely want to help people, but is succeeding in doing so through the process of civil debate, collaboration, and in-group diplomacy. But all her wokey so-called friend can do is diss this person for not giving fellow group members the proverbial finger because they disagree on one or two things. But that is the left for you. Ideological lockstep is everything to them. It's why they can be so nice to each other and then turn on a dime and say the most awful, insulting things to sometimes lifelong friends because they find they have some different political beliefs. It's really weird and it's a bit unnerving. So what did dear prudence have to say to all of this? My first thought was that you are actually doing something to help people and should tell this friend to go to hell with their critiques about the debates you're having as you do it. And a lot of people agree with that. But I also had another nagging thought. Was my knee-jerk reaction that these debates were not really harming anyone based on the fact that they don't cause me any pain in my personal life? I had to ask myself, would my response have been different if the heated but civil conversation had been about, say, the appropriateness of using racial slurs or scientific racism? Basically, I wanted to make sure I wasn't on some level selfishly deciding that someone arguing against gender neutral language was no biggie just because I don't go through life needing people to use gender neutral language about me and being at the mercy of people who refuse to. After all, I'm really not one for celebrating accommodating bigots by calling it having friends who have different views as if there's something heroic about that. So prudence actually makes a reasonable point here it is very easy to dismiss an issue if it doesn't affect you personally having said that when prudence uses the word bigot remember she's an uber wokey herself and they tend to call anyone who has different views to them bigots which is why from my experience wokies generally don't have any friends who aren't also wokies and if they do they don't know that they're not also woke because those non-woke friends either keep their views to themselves or just nod along and smile because they simply don't want the drama. Reading on. Also, the responses helped me see that there's a middle ground between your friend is ridiculous, there's nothing wrong with compromising with people who like to oppress others, and your friend is right, you should quit over this. Some of the responses that brought that into focus for me and actually made suggestions about what to say to your friend were, emphasize the great outcomes of the program and talk openly about the frustrations of being part of an organization where you have to deal with these issues also ask for advice ask the friends if they have any strategies to get the organization to make headway in these areas i would love to hear what the answer is i think the truth is if your friend really really cared about the people who are affected by the language she took issue with she'd be too busy using her time to help them to nitpick and critique you So, we basically ended up back at my original reaction, but I feel more confident in it and you have a better script. Use it the next time your friend tries to bully you for your efforts to make the world a little better. Now, I think Prudence is right when she says if the friend really cared about the people who are supposedly offended by the language that was apparently used. I mean, you know as well as I do how terribly offensive and terribly upsetting words like man and woman are. But the fact she's even entertaining the idea that the friend might be correct in the demand for ideological uniformity really does speak volumes about the state of the left. Honestly, who the heck would want to be a progressive, am I right? Okay, so here is today's second very excellent offering. Help, I'm marooned in a conservative hellhole and desperate for progressive friends. Let's begin. Dear Prudence, I, 30, they, them, That's not a great start. I live in a small city that tends to lean pretty conservative, whereas my household is definitely not. Since moving into a house a few years ago, I had dreams of becoming friends, or at least being friendly in a way that can build community for sharing resources, helping each other out, etc., with my new neighbors. But that was quickly dashed when I realized most people directly around me are the types that either really keep to themselves or a full-blown far-right racist conspiracy theorist. Learned that one the hard way. Okay, so as we know, when progressives call someone a far-right racist conspiracy theorist, what they really mean is someone with mildly conservative political beliefs. I guarantee you, when this person says they found out the hard way that someone was a far-right racist conspiracy theorist, what really happened was they found out the person is a Trump supporter and that they disagree with vaccine mandates to continue i basically gave up on trying to go out of my way to connect with anyone around us because over the past couple of years i started noticing a few houses around us have yard signs indicating that the people living there are at the very least fairly liberal it made me want to reach out to those people with the hopes it would turn out better than the previous attempts to meet neighbors easy enough right the problem is i'm not sure how best to do this some complicating factors include i'm a gender and use they them pronouns which many people struggle with slash are put off by and our household is still taking covid seriously so we wouldn't be up for unmasked meetings or people randomly showing up at our door right i'm pleased this person is actually happy to admit that people find genders other than man and woman and pronouns other than he and she off-putting they're showing much more self-awareness than a lot of leftists i've encountered Also, generally speaking, the reason people find those things off-putting is not because people are ignorant or bigoted, but because it's a very clear indicator of somebody's far-left, woke, self-righteous political leanings. As for the COVID protocol stuff, same thing. From what I've observed, and from what I'm sure a lot of you have observed, people nowadays are only rigidly adhering to masks and other COVID protocols for two reasons. To nail their left-wing political colors to the mast, or in the case of masks, because they're ugly. It's as simple as that. My first instinct was to write them a letter since we obviously would know the address and introduce ourselves that way and include phone numbers slash emails for contact, but I'm not sure what to include or if that would be weird. If I send a letter, what would I say? Should I mention why I chose them to reach out to? Do I include our pronouns? Do I mention we are still adhering to COVID precautions and wouldn't want people showing up unannounced? And if not a letter, what would be a better option? I'm not sure what is considered normal for meeting neighbors because I grew up almost exclusively in apartments and that always felt different since we mostly just meet people and passing in the hallways. I know I'm overthinking this all, but I would love your opinion thoughts scripts or anything else you've got now as it turns out dear prudence didn't really give very detailed advice on this one as that particular episode was part of a conversation with one of her colleagues essentially all she said was that writing a letter could be perceived as weird and trying to meet fellow progressives in the area on social media was probably a better option either way Can you imagine receiving a letter like that? Not because of the fact it's a letter, just the contents of it. Everything from the pronoun offering to the COVID madness. That would be the last person I would enjoy hanging out with and let's face it, vice versa. But as the saying goes, it takes all sorts to make a world, even though that sort probably would make about the most joyless company you could possibly imagine. Wow. If you liked that video, please remember to like, subscribe, share, leave me a comment. And if you really, really liked it, then check out the video description for my subscribe star link and other ways you can support me.